is it? 2023. 2023? Yeah. I could have sworn it was 2020, like two, three years ago. So what? We've, it was. What's been on? Years. What? This is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, welcome oh, to the so new year. It's cold in here as well. Yeah, it is cold. <sighs> I think that's because you need to learn a bit more about boilers. And so what? What's a boiler? Well, we'll find out later, won't we? Wow. We'll talk to Emma um, about that. Um, but it's a new year, 2023, and we've got some new changes. First of all, we've got a new series. This is series four now. Series four, wow. It feels like just not even that long ago. Yeah, since we you were... You know, we were sat flies. here. Oh, it wasn't on this sofa, though, was it? It, it was, was on, on that, that sofa. <laughs> that is crazy. We've got uh, most of the team here today. We've got us two. We've got... John back there, and we've got Hannah and Emma as well. <laughs> What's your name again? So Emma, why, why do we need to know about boilers? What's that all about? Hello boys, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, today, when we are filming this, um, our Freedom team have been running a session on tackling the cost of living crisis, mm. uh, which you've probably heard about on the news and mm. things. Mm. And uh, one of the sessions that they that. did was about knowing your boiler. So that's why. Know your boiler as you love yourself. That's that famous yeah, yeah. Bible verse. That, um, yeah. Where's that, yeah. Josh? In uh, Corinthians, Corinthians verse 7. seven. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we thought that it would be good to show a little excerpt of that because we're thinking of uploading those as separate sessions, Ooh. like bite-sized sessions maybe, yeah. some YouTube might say, there we go. <laughs> to help people just, you know, yeah. <laughs> the way things are at the moment because obviously every little help so that mm. I heard that it went really well um, so keep a look out for that great stuff and we've also got so much we've got an Xmas recap um, that means Christmas by the way and we've got a special gift to those in need from none, none other than Graham, Graham, Reed. Graham Reed, which is Dan's dad, Dan's if you didn't dad. know. Another fun fact for you there guys so yeah as you can tell lots in store for today let's go on to the next part talk today about Graham Reed's talk that he's done. Mm -hmm. So he came to visit us in December mm. at the Oaks and he did a fantastic talk on the orphan heart. Mm. And we thought that it would be a great opportunity to point people in the direction of that because he's actually filmed it himself now. Yeah. And unpack it a little bit. Yeah. So we have a special guest with us today. Yeah. Called Nutmeg. This is Nutmeg. Say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, so she'll be doing the real deep theological thought, obviously, and yeah. Julia and I'll just be picking up on that. <laughs> no, I'm so, what is Graham's talk actually about? Tell us, because you've been personally quite impacted, I think, haven't you? Yeah, and he, he did a follow-up talk um, a, a week later, and I went to that, and, and actually the, the film that we can have a link to is, is the same as the evening event. Um, and it's about a sort of a, an oppressive presence. It's, it's demonic, which sounds very scary, but it, it's not. It's just something that can happen in your life that can be triggered by a whole range of circumstances. 
and Graham was at pains to say that his parents were very loving parents. They loved him and he loved mm. them. But because he was born in Africa and his parents were missionaries, at the age of five, he was sent off to boarding school for 18 weeks at a time. Mm. So um, he recognises now that there were, that that impacted him because he, he wasn't being parented. It was a different setup. And so there's no kind of blame ascribed. It's just something he recognises has been there and has affected his life as he's, well, as he's gone through it. Because he said he didn't actually go and live full-time with his parents until he was 18. Hmm. So pretty much the whole of his childhood was um, away from home, which would be hard for anybody. Yeah. Um, and he also reminded us that he's been a Christian for 60 years and he's got an amazing faith. He's uh, got a great relationship with God. But there were areas of his life that were always a struggle. And that's what he started to unpick. So the talk is really his testimony about him identifying this uh, orphan spirit, being delivered from it and mm. how that's starting to change his life. And, and if we follow the link to his talk, he he explains it in a lot of detail and backs it up with scripture and how you can go through that process. There is a sort of a process to follow to be set free. Mm. So that's amazing. That's the gist of it. It was. It was really, really good. Really good. I mean, I just wonder if we could just unpack something that you said earlier about, um, you know, it being demonic and it mm. being, and basically, as Christians, we believe in a spiritual world. Yeah. So if someone's watching this and they don't, they're like, what, what are you on about? It can sound really dark, but in a way it is. You know, there, we believe that there is good and evil and mm. that there is a spiritual battle going on mm -hmm. in, the, in a spiritual world that is around us all the time. Mm. And what Graham really was unpacking was that an element of that spiritual darkness where Jesus brings the spiritual light to the situation, which we can talk about in a minute, um, is that you know the enemy can deceive us and mm. and give us lies to believe yeah. and um, in Graham's talk he, he equates it to an analogy of a castle doesn't he mm -hmm. or a house I house, suppose yeah uh, sorry it might have been a house um, do you want to just explain what he, what he said about that because that might help people to understand that well how can a Christian who's like Graham who's been a Christian for years you said his relationship with God was really good how can it make sense that someone like that could be oppressed by an evil spiritual world when surely he's got Jesus? So, mm. like, it doesn't make sense, really, surely. Yeah. Surely. He, he talked a lot about um, that, you know, if, if our bodies are kind of a house, we can have rooms in it and um, stuff, can, stuff can get into those rooms or, or it can get locked into those rooms uh, and there can be windows and, and exits and entrances and... Something else I heard years ago was that a completely different tangent, but it was it was talking about the occult and horoscopes and things, and it's a bit like um, when you start to get involved with those things that seem harmless and seem like fun, it's a bit like opening a door to your spiritual self mm. or creating a landing strip, if you like. So you're opening a door and saying, this is something that's not of God, but I'm quite intrigued, and you're opening yourself up to it. And sometimes we can do that unintentionally. So with, with uh, Graham, he was five years old. He's not gone through some process of saying, come on in. No. It's just, he's been vulnerable, he's been hurting. And the enemy, he, 
his whole purpose in life, of Satan, if you like, is to steal and to kill and to destroy and, and to feed us lies that are opposite to what God's truth is. Yeah. So God loves us, he loves each of us. Um, he, he loves us as a father and he wants us to know that love. He wants us to know that we're adopted by him. But the enemy will come in and say, no, you weren't wanted. Yeah. Um, you're not acceptable, you're not good enough. And, and all those things. And, and those kind of thoughts affect many of us and it's come from all different places. Yeah. And it's only as we you know, become aware of those, when, when, as a Christian, we can become aware of those things. The Holy Spirit can speak to us. And it's, it's finding how we can open those doors and get those rooms cleaned out. Really. Yeah. And one thing like that Graham is really keen to explain within his talk is about the good news of this situation because it sounds pretty bleak up to now that we're just like <laughs> these thoughts are coming and what can we do about them and all that but he explains that you know the holy spirit which we also believe in so we believe in a good spiritual world and a bad spiritual world and the holy spirit which is what jesus left for us when he ascended into heaven that now can indwell in, in each of us mm -hmm. we can ask the holy spirit to come and guide us through around those rooms if you like and they might be different for everybody um you know i know this particular topic has been really impactful for you say but mm -hmm. some it's not so much for me it's it's sometimes another talk like that yeah. we've had that's been has really touched my heart and i know i need to maybe bring some of that to god mm -hmm. and uh, but one thing that graham uses it within the he does do this kind of leads you in ministry i suppose within yeah. it doesn't he about the power of confession mm -hmm. now i don't know about you but when i think of confession i think of like the catholic tradition of going to a priest and sitting there and confessing your sins but that's not what graham <clears throat> means is it it's yeah. like about speaking out the truth yeah. and i can see you've brought you've prepared this is like one here's one i prepared I have, earlier yeah a blue piece of moment a blue piece of moment in um graham's talk he he talks about a sheet of uh truths spiritual truths that we can get hold of and i happen to have a sheet like so and it's just full of scriptures of what god is saying about us that's truth so um i'm called by name before the foundation of the world i am fearfully and wonderfully made there's psalms and isaiah um, i'm created to be a reflection of his glory that all the way through and it's uh, it's the idea of where we'll often I don't know I I've done it I know lots of people that do it we, you know we say we're stupid we're hopeless we mm. you know all these sort of negative things that we say to each other and it's actually reversing that trend and saying no actually God says I'm a new creature God says I'm His child and it's it's speaking out those truths yeah uh, there's there's power in that and you. you it's a bit like feeding yourself. It's good food. It's yeah. good spiritual food. Well, Graham says in, in the talk, which we obviously encourage you all to go away and f watch the whole thing because mm. we can only unpack a small thing here. But he says, you know, even when you have the, the ministry and you deal with the, the bad stuff that was going on, if you kick out a tenant in a flat, mm -hmm. the flat isn't left tidy yeah. necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, so some of this stuff is what Graham says is the is the tidying up, yeah. is reaffirming the, the truth, even if you yourself can't believe it at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you might say, it's like anything to do with self-esteem, isn't it? Yeah. You might not be able to believe them at that moment, 
but the more you say them and the more you spend time with God, the more you will believe mm -hmm. these truths rather than the lies you believe. Yeah, yeah. We used to, um, on uh, this course that I did called DNA, one of the sessions was to stand up and it was terrifying. Like my heart was pounding, I felt everyone could hear it in the room <laughs> and say, the lie I used to believe was, and then you'd say what you used to believe and then you would say, and now I choose to believe this about myself instead or yeah. whatever and you know you'd use one of these scriptures mm -hmm. and it's so powerful you yeah. don't realize the power of words yeah it's yeah. just amazing yeah the power of words and and you know that there are some people we can do it to ourselves we can we can talk ourselves into bad ways of thinking but also we can be in relationships that aren't helpful where people are mm. putting us down um, boundary. Sometimes, boundary. sometimes that can happen in families, sometimes it can happen in friendships or, or work situations and, and you, you get worn down by it and, you, and yeah. you end up choosing to believe it and you go down a very sort of uh, not healthy uh, route and it's actually reversing that trend and going no, no, the truth is God says, you know, I'm forgiven, God says I'm sanctified, God says I'm a new cre uh, creature, creature and so it's, it's that, and, and I would say that that way of thinking about choosing to believe and speak out positive things is, is very kind of culturally relevant today anyway, even yeah. kind of men, mental yeah, health yeah, settings yeah. and things, it's not just within uh, church settings, it just happens that we have it's a God like who scientifically loves scientifically proven yeah. to be yeah, effective. Yeah, um, yeah. And, the, and I suppose the other aspect, the other element of this so Graham talks about the fact that we need to choose to believe the truth and we need to, you know, leave the, the, the bad stuff behind. So he talks about repenting, which just literally means 180 turn, like changing of your mind. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also an element of um, we need to confess our unforgiveness sometimes. So often these things, what this nature of this orphan heart is that there are people tied up with it mm. you said about graham with his parents and how he loved them dearly and they didn't intentionally hurt him or anything mm. like that um and i'm sure we can all add you're, you're a parent i'm mm -hmm. sure that you can think of times when yeah. you've not done the right thing by your kids not on purpose because mm. you love them more than anything but mm -hmm. just it's nature of life and as a child sometimes we need to forgive our parents for things yeah. or the person who is hurt you in this situation because it's not for that person it's for you yeah isn't it the forgiveness i think we've touched on that on oaks online before yeah and a quote that he, he says from graham's talk is you know forgiveness is a choice rather than a feeling mm -hmm. you know it's it take it might take every single day for a year to say it to, mm -hmm. to speak it out for it to become a reality he's yeah. not he's not saying it's an easy no thing is he so that's the kind of other element to this that I think for me is probably the most challenging. I think I can get behind that, oh yeah, I can try and make this about myself, believe these truths, but want me to forgive the other person? No, no. No, yeah, <laughs> she's crying, oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, it, it's that that brings freedom, isn't it? Because it's when we, when we speak out forgiveness. It, it's releasing, obviously it's releasing that person, but it's releasing ourselves. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're just keeping ourselves bound up and captured really by that event or that person or, or whatever yeah. we're not actually releasing ourselves from it and and when we go through that process god can come in and bring healing um amazing sort of supernatural healing and we're set free 
Um, he did say that, you know, sometimes people don't, they might have this orphan spirit or another spirit that's oppressing them and, and affecting the way they feel and respond in life. And actually sometimes people don't want to let it go because yeah. it's become so much it's part powerful. of them yeah. and part of their identity. But, you know, I want complete freedom. I, you know, that's, yeah. I want to be free from all that sort of stuff. I don't want to be, um, I don't know, in that situation of feeling oppressed and, and unhappy and bitter and resentful about certain things. Yeah. So I think sometimes the fear of the unknown mm. is sometimes worse yeah. for people than, the, than what they know, isn't it? Yeah. That this, while they might feel fear, fearful of what they don't know, mm. actually we're saying what they don't know would be much better, you know, but, but they're just, if they don't believe us, then that's difficult, isn't it? Because yeah. like you say, it's a choice. Yeah. I think it's been really, great um, I think what Graham will link the talk below that follows on from the one um, that we had here at the Oaks um, the seminar that you went to mm -hmm. and uh, we just encourage you if you haven't even heard the one at the Oaks listen to that one and then listen to Graham's it's, it's got a great time of, of ministry in there you don't need someone necessarily to to go through it with you but you might want someone there to help you go through it just if it gets quite deep mm -hmm. um, if this is something that you're going to struggle with but yeah i just we just say go watch it like yeah. it's great stuff it's good thank you brilliant So guys, I couldn't make it to many of the Christmas services, unfortunately. I won't feel very well. So could you give me a little recap about what, what I missed? Absolutely. There were so many things over Christmas. There was John Thurmer's magnificent New Year's Eve service. There was, there was Christmas carols around the... What did I say? You said New Year's. I said New Year's. You can't it. That's what I said. Christmas Day. And then there was, um, there was carols around the campfire, which as it was last year, was ever more thrilling this year. And there was even the blue Christmas service. Emma, can you tell us a bit about that? I can. 
I also was ill, which I think Jack oh. and Hannah both we've mm. all we've all had the Christmas past Certainly been around. So I wasn't able to make it in the end, unfortunately. But um, Judy and Dorothy took over from that, and they did a fantastic job, and it was well worth doing. Um, Blue Christmas is something that's very important to acknowledge that Christmas is not always like a really yeah. happy time for everyone. Um, so it's really important to have a space where we can acknowledge that. Yeah. Okay, so Jack, can you tell me a little bit about the Christmas Day service with John Firmer? He never fails to impress uh, me. How did he impress you this year? He might struggle because he went there. I wasn't there, Jack? yeah. Uh, I can imagine it was great because John Firmer's a lovely fellow. So, lovely, yeah. Lovely. I completely Were any of you two there? I was there. How yeah. was that, Emma? It was very good. Uh, very stripped back. We did some carols. We did a little reflection because it was technically mm. a sanctuary. Service. Oh, yeah. So uh, even though it was Christmas Day, it was kind of two in one. So it was Did a lot of people get. Yeah, there was probably about fifteen of us, maybe, maybe more. Quite good. Yeah. Sure. Can't remember exactly, but um, it was really good. That yeah, good. good. Yeah, yeah, very nice indeed. Learned some interesting facts about Christmas and what like. Well, obviously we. Just all give us your favourite one. Wasn't really born on Christmas Day. That was a bit of a spoiler. What yeah. the flip? <laughs> How? Yeah, well, you'll have to find out and do some research. We have to wait till next Christmas so we can <laughs> yeah. go to the services again. Yeah. Well, before the Christmas Day service, we had the Christmas Eve service, which I think you two were Yeah, we were there. Well. I want that again. Um, oh, Jack's still falling. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Rip. I was there, yeah. Any good? I enjoyed it, yeah. It was uh, carols around the campfire. And, um, I love that. Yeah, we just did loads of carols and stuff. We had a few people come up and um, say a few, a few words. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. It sounds like a really warm environment. So it really um, was. There was a lot of people there as well. That's the room good. was filled, so yeah, it was really good. Guests. Did they have them uh, yeah, yeah. little marshmallows that we had? You could have those if you had a hot chocolate, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was mulled wine and mince pies and... Biscuits. Was it biscuits? I biscuits. Wow. Was it a real campfire? No, your grandma it was, I was just. That was what I was thinking, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there'll be clips running over. I, I got to see it behind the scenes. I didn't see it, the finished product. It was was it good? good? Yeah, it looked really yeah, good. Yeah, it did look it good. It was huge. Mm. So, very cool. I'm indeed. glad, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Great. So that's what the Oaks were doing at Christmas. What were you doing this Christmas? Let us know in the comments below. Okay. So yeah, the year is 2023. Brand new year upon us. So I want to know, what are you looking forward to this year, folks? Who's going first? Hannah is. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to my parents have just told us that we're going to Italy every wow. Easter. Um, and Very that's nice. one place I've really wanted to go. I've watched loads of movies about it and everything. And so I'm very excited about doing that. Yeah, me too. Jeff, what are you looking forward to? Well, I have got a crack. Well, actually, I've got a few good things, a few bad things this year. Oh, the, nice. We'll start with the uh, the less the good, but it room. it could be good. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The exam, the GCSE Ooh. examination period, is just beginning to start. Got to start revising and all that. So, um, not to cut ahead too far, but if I did have to have a New Year's resolution, it'd probably be do more revision because in the past I hadn't done that much. So you know, got exams, so that's a little bit stressful, but on the other hand, I am very fortunate to be going to see one of my favourite musical artists in the entire world, live at the uh, Sheffield Arena, um, Daniel Wakeford. Oh, I love him. Uh, he's a really talented uh, music artist, me and Jack are fortunate to be going to uh, watch him live, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that, 
and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a good year. Yeah, so positive mindset, positive me. What about you, Jeff? <laughs> well, you've said both of them. Also, though, uh, Limitless again. I loved oh. that last year, and so going there again is going to be really fun. Yeah. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Emma, what about you? I'm happy about it too. There's lots coming up, isn't there, the, mm. to look forward to. I think Limitless is one. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't get to go and see Daniel Wakeford, which is uh, sad. Still time to book tickets, Emma. They're still, there? they're oh, still available. Right. <coughs> I'll have to look at that one. Um, I'll send you the link. Thank you. They're £13.95 retail price. Really? That's is good. that all they are? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be a bit no, more sure than Carry on. Uh, I'm looking forward to next month. Uh, I'm going away to Northumberland for a few days, Ooh, nice. which will be very nice. I'm looking that forward to that. Nice. Um, and I'm sure there's lots of things, but you're putting me on the spot. Go on, Josh. Was there ever a Southumberland? No. He got the <laughs> Southumberland got the thumbs down. <laughs> Wait, uh, that is good. That. So speaking of, you've mentioned New Year's resolutions, mm. Josh. Do you think we should have New Year's resolutions? Well, I'm intrigued by your question, Emma. Why would we not? What's, no, what's I ask you first. Should we have them? Yeah, I don't see why not. I'd like you to ask. I'm, I'm answering your question with another question. You why are. would we not have them? I don't know. Issues? I just think sometimes it is difficult to try in our own strength to complete things. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, hands up, it, well, just say, you don't have to put your hands up, but like, have you ever set a New Year's resolution and actually stuck to it? Like, I can't really think of any that I've yeah. actually ever done. Oh, oh, well, I, hmm, I used to just give up jelly every year because I you never eat jelly. I mean, do you like jelly? I don't mind jelly, I just never eat it. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you ever stuck to a New Year's resolution? I haven't, no. Have you? I don't really set New Year's resolutions. Oh. I just think it's quite hard to do things in our own strength, that's what I mean. Yeah. Mm. So should we be, you know, think? I think it's good to set goals for life and like yeah. it throughout life and think about how mm. we can achieve them. Oh, you must have heard of smart goals at school. No. Oh, nope. yeah. No. You are, you're teasing. <laughs> no, we're not. You're not heard of I haven't heard about it no, since I've been at college. What are they? Specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, I don't know and time bound. That's what your goals need to be. So giving up jelly is not a smart goal. Why not? It's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, <laughs> it's, realistic. it's realistic, and it's time bound. When's I do not see. Because you're just doing it immediately. I'm just doing it straight right here, right <laughs> Fair now. Enough. Straight out of the tin. I don't know, I just think sometimes we should rely on God with mm. these things a bit more and maybe ask mm. him what we should be Aiming. changing yeah. or doing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, yeah. A thing that I like to do, which we do at youth group, which I don't know if we're doing today or not, I need to ask Charlotte. Oh, spoiler, everyone, we're filming on a Monday. Um, <laughs> is when we write they letters to our future selves. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, I remember that. Because you get Wait, are we them. opening them? I don't know. No, we already did open them. No, we did, it, yeah. Not for last year. <coughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I love right. it because, like, I wrote previous <laughs> years, it's really, really nice Can't opening that envelope and seeing all, like, the things that you wanted to complete by next year. And, yeah. yeah. And seeing the things that you wrote down and you didn't do and you're like, oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen or, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm really good at that didn't happen mm. or whatever. Yeah. I really like that. So it's not a New Year's resolution as such, but it is like writing down your dreams mm. or your hopes, your hopes for the future. Hopes, maybe. Yeah. So, 
that's something that I think everyone should do. Yes. Cool. That's really good, that. Great. Hannah, you said you are in New Year's Revolution. I do, yeah. What's Mine that? is just a little one, it's just to take more photos. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm. 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 How are you going to make it smart? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> She's taking photos of me eating like breakfast. Yeah, and stuff eating his beans already. on toast. You have beans on toast for breakfast? No, not breakfast. Oh. Well, I, I don't <laughs> like beans on toast, but if I did, it's a breakfast dish. No, it isn't. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Would you know it's not? You wouldn't have it for breakfast. You wouldn't have it for what? What would you have it for? Tea. Oh. What? This is it's tangible. a breakfast dish. Guys, write in the comments <laughs> what you <laughs> think. <laughs> write it all in the comments. Right, well, anyway, we'll see people next time, won't we? Is, is that, that it? it? Is that it? The episode. All right. All right. Thanks, as always, for watching. Come on, then. And We're off to Jerusalem. <laughs> hey, hey.
I'm in Jerusalem. Just if you look at these trees right now, it's a wonderful city. See you next time. Oh, Series 4. 